Keep moving. Push. Breathe. The best thing anyone ever did for me was believe. So I'll keep holding this lantern, letting you think it's the end of the tunnel's light. Even though there's no end in sight. <laughs> it's a long road, but we will grow to like it, love it, and come to trust ourselves.
That reminds me of David Hunt. Like you. Like falling. <laughs> Blow it away. Work disappear. And all we can say is we love you. from on the other side. My name is Feathered Mouse Wings Tenali, producer of Muddy Boots. 
This has been a journey into my 15-plus year collection of music from the rainbow. Field recordings I've made mostly in the U.S., but also Mexico, Panama, and New Zealand. You can download the recordings at musicfromtherainbow.org and also an archive of this show at moneybootsradio.org. In the second set, we heard lots of trail sounds and what have yous. Musically, this hour we bliss ninnied, er, I mean, started with Eleanor. I don't want to sit in this house anymore. Then we heard Clint with Lulu's Back in Town. Then we heard Joy with Hot Potato. Flint and Ellison with the springtime leaves once smiled and giggled. But now as the days are longer and the sun shines brighter, they cackle and holler with joy. That's a mouthful. Then we heard MJ and G-Funk with Love is Divine. Then we heard Chris, a story entitled Three Piddle Legs. Then we heard Anala with Fisherman Work Song. Then we heard P.O. Dank with Old Sparky. Jerusalem Camp with Tue Tue. And we finished up with Aloha Camp. We were born to love you. Okay, brothers and sisters, see you in five minutes. We love you.
One, two, three. We love Greetings and welcome to The Other Side. My name is Warrior Blue Tarp Tanali, producer of Muddy Boots. And for this show, I am airing part one of Totally High Holy Rainbow Colored Spirit Hawk of Awakened Manifestation, featuring 15 years of field recordings I've made at rainbow gatherings around the world. If you're unfamiliar, in a nutshell, rainbow gatherings are a temporary non-commercial event, a place to come camp, share, and pray for world peace. They're held in a remote environment, in faraway places such as the National Forest, or in some countries, on private land. In turn, and in regards to recording, everyone there is at the mercy of the elements. It can be an extremely difficult recording situation. Yet, spontaneous, which, for me, makes it incredibly motivating to try my hand at such an endeavor. In these recordings, you are liable to hear sneezes, crickets, campfire crackles, laughter, and so on. Actually, at times I find the backdrop sounds to be as interesting as the foreground. Every now and then, a whimpering child or a faraway hoot weaves perfectly with their lyrical content in synchronous wonderment spellbinding even. While some of the recordings, dozens singing along kumbaya-ishly around the campfire, may come off as a wee bit twee. I would argue, many do stand the test of time though, mostly because they are raw, passionate, with unhindered emotion. And odd to think in today's world, shared without any financial pursuit or gain. And because it being a non-commercial event, put on by the public and for the public, Sometimes, yes, sometimes, magic can happen. And some of what you'll hear in this show may impart such a feeling. So, one of the primary focuses of a gathering, and at the root of why the first gathering occurred in 1972, is the prayer for world peace on July 4th, which commences with a morning of silence in a designated meadow where thousands gather in a circle to hold hands, and begin the ohm for several riveting moments before a children's parade ends the silence and the masses burst out in merriment. Imperfections and all, there's really nothing quite like it. And yeah, it's probably naive, I know. Especially in today's confusing, information overloaded, and sometimes seemingly apathetic-minded world. Nonetheless, methinks, we must keep the dream alive. Like Oscar Wilde once said, a map of the world that does not include utopia 
is not worth even glancing at, for it leaves out the one country at which humanity is, always landing. And when humanity lands there, it looks out and, seeing a better country, sets sail. Progress is the realization of utopias. Casting a wide net, finding the common thread, letting life flourish, and saying, don't panic, just keep it organic. Hear that, everybody? About it, it's over. Who's in the van? That's all that I keep generations. I'm heading back out to nature's cathedrals to baptize myself in the river of life. I set my soul free to soar with the eagles and I build me a campfire to light up the night. <laughs> And there's whispering thunder in the sky that I'm under It cuts through my mind like sight for the blind The world that I want is too hard to look for When the world that I need is so easy to find I lay myself down under blankets of sky the flicker of the firelight will dance in my eye I drift off to sleep like a babe in the woods Praying my evils don't outweigh my goods up to rain and I hear the wind rates. The drops are like pixies are kissing my face. It's so nice to be here and I feel so good. I will gladly trade iron and concrete for wood. To the mountains, to the valleys, to the rivers and streams. With a pocket full of wishes and a head full of dreams And I'm heading back out to nature's cathedrals To baptize myself in the river of life I set my soul free to soar with the eagles And I built me a campfire to light up the night
I was hearing a lot about love and stuff and um, was just thinking of love as breath.
In the dark, dark, dark. In the dark, 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 dark. <laughs> I'm gonna read you a poem called Touching Your Heart. I want to kiss you. But before I do, I thought you should know your beauty intimidated my ego below ground zero. Your presence twisted my tongue, rendering this poet speechless. As we were about to part, I wanted to touch your lips to mine. Four lips plus two tongues to equal the sum of one. So I tell you this before we kiss. The first time we held hands, I stumbled over a time warp in the pitter-patter of a junior high heartbeat of not knowing what to do. And knowing the top of the world was in the moment. If your eyes were two sons, I would defy my mother and stare into them until I went blind. If your large pupils were disco balls, I would step back into the 80s and pump up the volume, pump up the volume, pump up the volume, dance, dance, dance. Skating around your ring, trying to catch the fractions of light you have shed upon me. If your smiles were watercolors, I would let you bleed your hues into my coloring book and not worry about going outside the lines. If your lips were oil paints, I would want you to lay them thick on my body's canvas for the taste of texture. And if the lower side of your neck were the forbidden fruit, oh <laughs> it would have to be a bulbous mango because that's the one thing I can't resist suckling and sinking my teeth into. And if I had the time to be a father, I would have the patience of father time to wait for our first kiss, but shit. I don't have that kind of time. Because your kiss would be the master key. And if I were God, for one day to create anything I wanted in you, I would take your stories of tragedy, guilt, hurt, shame, and sorrow, along with every moment of love, peace, laughter, and serenity, only to let you go through them all again. You are Mother Earth. I'm a pickaxe. I dig you for who you are. I, playing God, would leave you as is. Everything you've done is who you are. I am too imperfect to paint a picture like that. And know that I've dreamed of you when I was troubled. My mouth could open curtains behind my ribcage so you could see me raw. But my words swallowed my tongue. I choked on my own thoughts which found their way through a pen. Answer me this. If your heart were a tootsie pop, how many poems would it take to get to the center? <laughs> I want to touch it with a kiss. Sometimes in our lives, we all get hard, we all get
There is a load that you have to blow, and you can't tarry. I'm right up the road, I'll blow your load. If you just call me, call me, call me, but you can't call me, brother. Powered by my insides. I can't stop living. I can't stop thinking. I'm alive. Touch me and feel the shock. That's 10,000 volts of pure living electricity flowing through me. From me to you, you're alive too. Can't you feel it? Thank 
people that want to give it to the magic hat. <laughs> yes! What about a little sing-along? Searching for God under rocks yesterday, then God called from a tree. 
I turned, but it was just my personality for which I'm also seeking. So if I arrive before I return, please remind me that I won't be coming back and it's okay. You don't need me anymore. All is correct. When the sun sets, the birds start sounding in rhythm across the mountains. It is worship and they sing daily. Why must I classify this experience of existence with mundane labels? I am home.
slimy toes did gyre and gimble in the waves. All means you were the boar groves and the mome rats outgrain. Beware the jabberwock, my son, the jaws that bite, the claws that catch. Beware the jubjub bird and shun the frumious bandersnatch. He took his woeful sword in hand. Long time the manxome foe he sought. So rested he by the tum-tum tree and stood a while in thought. <laughs> A visitor! A visitor! I hardly ever get a visitor, so good. <laughs> Master, I've, I've traveled many months and so far I've come from overseas just to seek you out and climb these mountains because I, I cannot rest until I find the answer to the meaning of life. Oh, you want to know the meaning of life? Okay, I can see you have overcome many hardships to be here. Thirst and hunger, exhaustion, okay. I will not keep it from you any longer. Here it is, the meaning of life. We are all seeking happiness. <laughs> Excuse me? <laughs> Did you belch? We are all searching for happiness. I, I, I'm sorry. No, no need to apologize. <laughs> we all need happiness in our lives. A penis? <laughs> happiness! Oh. Happiness. Happiness. <laughs> happiness. Oh. A penis. A penis. A penis. A penis is elusive. Just when you think you have found it, it slips right through your fingers. <laughs> no matter how tight you try to hold on, it escapes your grip. Why? Because it is not real. It's illusion. To find a penis which is real, you must know where to look. Where, where's that? To find a penis, you must look within. You will find a penis inside you. <laughs> I, I'm, I, I was just looking for a guru. I'm, I'm not into that. I'm, 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 I'm going. Wait, come back, come back. Wait, wait. Oh, oh. I can imagine that. To have traveled so far for weeks and weeks to climb this mountain and to leave so soon. I don't understand it. All I know is one day I will reach Nirvana and find a penis. <laughs> God, that's so that's awesome.
Still down for it, still finding that common thread, saying interacting, intersecting, interrelating with the people I meet, entertaining and being entertained by the folks along the way. Support the native people, they'll watch out for you. Support the Latino people, their spirit will be with you. Support the Rastas, them you dreadlock Rastas, and John will smile right down on you. Support the old folks, they'll bring the wisdom along. Support the kids, hip hop and punk rockin' and skankin' too. Support the kids, and you know they'll be right there by your side. Support the people, and they'll support you. Unite with the many to oppose a few. Feed the people, they'll feed you. Encourage one another, support one another, love one another, take down the walls, open the doors, get rid of the borders too. Families, 
bands, tribes, communities, I'll believe in that, but borders, just a line on their map. Find the common thread. Let life flourish. The path leads within, and the path leads without, and the path should as lead with you, brothers and sisters. So let's get on the same page, get out of the box, and push the envelope. The whole is greater than some of its parts, and we can do more together than any of us can do on our own. Thanks a lot, brothers and sisters. What's so funny about peace, love, and understanding? Part of the people. Let's bring it back. again to the other side. My name is Bursting Bubbles Tenali, and we're exploring my collection of field recordings made at rainbow gatherings over the last 15 years or so. If you're unfamiliar with rainbow gatherings, well, let's just say they're sort of a non-commercial temporary autonomous zone situated in a remote environment, typically in the forest and mountains. There are no star performers per se at rainbow. We're all stars in our own movie. And in the first hour's movie, um, I mean playlist, we heard much campfire chat, frogs, crickets, and so on and so forth. We also heard songs and poems. And the list of pocket trades, or I mean songs, was, we began with Raccoon, Nature's Cathedral. Then we heard Jerusalem Camp with Mount Zion, a poem by Anon, Touching Your Heart. Then we heard Shiloh Circle with Cream On Me, G-Funk with What Do You Do With The Trip In Rainbow, The Feeders with She Feeds Me, Luix with Toteca, Song Poem, Matthew and Yogi Bear with A Venus, Ash Tree Divine with How You Been, Human with Simple Ways, we finished up with a poem by Diamond Dave, We Are The Ones. Alrighty, stay tuned for the second hour, soon come. Watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman. Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman.
German strudels. <laughs> you should follow me on Twitter. It's Jokes to Carl. Uh, that's the French duh, not the <laughs> duh, Now let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Michael. Hey, Skidoo. I mean, welcome to LWAFLOIT. Skidoo, Skidoo. Hello. My name with Mike Spiegelman and Carl. Hi, Carl. Great. Hi. It's uh, LWAFLMOIT. That stands for Let's Watch a Full Length Movie on YouTube, where we Skidoo, Skidoo, <laughs> we watch a full length movie on YouTube, and we want you to watch the movie with us. And listen to our podcast at the same time. Mm -hmm. And we are broadcasting streaming first on mutinyradio.fm is the Mission District's own internet radio station, uh, helping out the community, helping out the community. It's the voice of the community. The Mission District, because that district is their mission. It's deep in the mission, too. It's pretty, it's a pretty cool area. They have a performance space and they do live shows. So why don't you come on down if you're in San Francisco, uh, Monday at six and uh, Friday, I guess at eight. But those, those are shows on mutinyradio.fm. You could check out Joke Workshop. You could check out Pamtastic Comedy Clubhouse. Many other shows for you to add to your podcast as well as us, L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. You have to find us by our acronym. We are sponsored by Mutiny Radio. Please donate to Mutiny by going to Venmo and donating whatever you got at Mutiny Radio. Carl, what is the movie this week? Um, the movie this week is Skidoo. Skidoo. Carl. It's like you're what? skiing and then D-O-O, -O, but it's one word because if you put, make two words, you get this like skiing, ski mobile product. Okay, yeah, we need the one word like skidoo, like uh, skoo skoo doo, looking for you. And there's an exclamation point at the end. Oh, yeah. Okay, so it's not wacky enough. You're just saying Scooby Doo. You did. I, 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 yeah, I was going to continue, but I don't remember the second verse. Um, it's been a while. Skidoo, skidoo, skidoo. Where are you? I think you said, <laughs> how are you? That's what I'm saying. I had to stop. I had to bail. I, I, was, I was in too deep. So, all right, ladies and gentlemen, we want you to find the celebrated, venerated, excruciatingly awful movie, Skidoo. One of the rare misfires. Uh, well celebrated. One of the great things about bad movies is that there's a community of fans. People love mm -hmm. to be in a theater and watch bad movies, and they love talking about bad movies, and they love doing podcasts, and they love doing riffing. They love everything, everything about bad movies. So yeah. if there's overlap, if we're doing a title that might be a little ripe, uh, <laughs> first off, our show is Let's Watch a Full Night Movie on YouTube. If Skidoo is on YouTube, yeah, we're going to watch it. Uh, yeah, so that's the reason why we're picking it. I originally watched this movie in the 90s as a bootleg C, uh, DVD that I, I rented from Leather Tongue Video in San Francisco. So it's great that it's on YouTube. You know, it's gone a lot. It, it went official. It was officially released. The soundtrack was officially released. It was on TCM Underground. Uh, it's available now. It's on YouTube. So go ahead. We are talking about a movie 
that we would just rather talk, should be talking over the movie. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So go ahead, Skidoo. Yeah, point. Sixty. Yeah, that's what you put in the YouTube search engine. S K I D O O. One word. Nineteen sixty-eight. Sorry to interrupt. Go ahead. Oh no, that's exactly it. Oh, our go channel. Ahead. Our yes. channel is Teddy S K eighty-nine. Teddy S K eighty-nine. Teddy S K eighty-nine. We really <laughs> like this channel. Go ahead and subscribe to that channel too. We like it. Yeah. And yeah. And then uh, go ahead, Skidoo. When you get to the, click the link, hit pause, move the timer to zero zero zero. It's a lot to digest. We're going to have a celebrity comedian uh, do countdown the time for us to do it. So, Carl, take it away. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Celebrity Comedian Countdown, this time with Sharon Simon. Welcome, Sharon. Hi, Carl. Thank you so much for having me on. Absolutely. I'm very pleased to have you on. I've been knowing you for such a long time. Oh, yeah. We first got to know each other. You were featuring at Scotty's and gosh, I'm going back like two or three years here. The before times. The before COVID times, right? Yeah, yeah things yeah. were so different then, weren't they? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. We didn't even know how great we had it, of course. Yeah. yeah. Now you're a regular at Scotty's, you're there all the time, but you're always also yeah. a regular at like Broadway Comedy Club, Greenwich Comedy Club, like all over New York City. Why don't you tell me about what you're doing out there in the comedy circuit, you know, and how long you've been doing it, et cetera. So I love playing Scotty's. It's one of my favorite places to play when I'm in New Jersey, but I, I live in New York City, so I play Greenwich Village Comedy Club very regularly. I consider that my home club. I'm at Broadway Comedy Club uh, constantly. And then I love going places. I recently worked in Savannah, Georgia, Maryland, the Milton Theater in Delaware, anywhere they'll have me, really. I've been doing comedy for 20 years. I've been doing stand-up for 20 years, I should say. Not comedy, I've been doing longer. <laughs> but stand-up for 20 solid yes. years, wow. So yes. we even talked when you were on the train coming back from Georgia, and, and you were, it was one of those overnight halls. You weren't getting off mm -hmm. that train until 11 in the morning. If you haven't done it, I can't recommend it enough. First off, I don't think there's anything more relaxing than the feeling of a train sort of jutting you back and forth gently. It's super, super soothing. And there's so little effort. Like flying, there's so much effort to get on and off the plane. And, and driving, obviously, you have to be alert and awake the whole time. Like I, I hung out in the car. I chatted with you. I drank. I wrote. I had a great time. One of the things you do at Broadway Comedy Club is a great game show that we all know about called The Mating Game. Tell me about that. So I love The Mating Game. I was approached during the beginning of the shutdown by someone from Viva Live TV, which is an alternative to Netflix that's international to host what at that time they, they basically explained it to me. It was going to be like the dating game, but instead of normal people competing for a date, comics would compete for a date so this is this is how i like to describe it and carl you're married like i am so you've probably been in the situation i've been in where af after a show all of your friends are hitting on the same person and mm -hmm. trying to sort of out funny each other the, the mating game is that concept everyone's competing yes for a date with a brand new comic or a model or an actor or actress very someone nice. in the entertainment industry usually, but not someone who all the comics would know otherwise. 
Now you do the mating game pretty regularly there, right? Well, we used to be on Viva Live TV and on YouTube, but now it is live at Broadway Comedy Club once a month. I heard Broadway was shutting down because of COVID. And that's what I wanted to ask you about next, like how COVID is affecting comedy and affecting your comedy. So here's the thing, Broadway is, is shutting down. You see a lot of Broadway plays that are choosing to shut down, but there's no mandate to mm. shut down. So when it comes to the comedy clubs, the Cove included, they need the comedy shows to continue in order to survive. I don't know what will or won't survive another shutdown. So I have an obligation to mm -hmm. still show up at the clubs and do the best I can to keep my, me and everyone else around me safe. Well, that's very good of you. And um, is COVID affecting your bookings, though, and other places and such? I just had a cancellation for a show that was in scheduled for March in Connecticut, but that's the only that's the only work related thing that was canceled. Now, okay, Sharon, how can people find Sharon Simon out there on the internet, YouTube channel, a website? How can they get to you on social media? Let everybody know how to reach you. So my social, my website is Simon Says Lab. One word, Simon Says Lab, spelled the correct way. You can find me on Instagram at Simon underscore Says Lab. Same for YouTube, Sharon Simon Comedy on Facebook. And if you Google me, I come up. I'm everywhere. Yes, I just did Google you prior to this, and you did come up. You came up everywhere. <laughs> You came up Westside Comedy Club. You came up Mating Game. You came up social media. You're out there. I mean, 20 years in the business, I guess. You're out there, right? So 20 years in the business plus the past five years learning everything that I have to do with the internet. Prior, I was just showing up at clubs and doing um, my thing, but that's not how comedy works anymore, and you have yeah, to adapt. That is really half of it. Simon yeah. says laugh. Okay, so everybody at home is poised to watch this same movie at the same time we do here in the studio. So why don't you go ahead, Sharon, and give us that celebrity comedian countdown. I can't wait. Three, two, one, go. Well, that was a great comedian countdown. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I've been seeing a lot of Olive films with a little uh -huh. bit like that. And it's usually the worst movies ever made. And they've been re-releasing them. I got to tell you, I, I, lo I love films. I really love them. Yeah. I love films. Oh, I love films too. <laughs> <laughs> I, I thought really you were prefacing. I thought you were going to say, but this movie Skidoo. <laughs> We've I seen Skidoo. Okay, here we go. Get, let's get to That's the director himself, Otto Preminger. Oh, I didn't let the audience know. Not only are we watching Skidoo, but it's the great Skidoo switcheroo. Michael has done the research, kind of, and he no. is going to lead us through this film. Let's put it this way. We we want, uh, we're so happy we have listeners. We're so happy that we are approaching our seventh year. Uh, it is the holiday season. <laughs> we're just watching a movie. We've seen this movie. Uh, a lot, lot better people have talked about this film. I tried looking. It's not in Psychotronic Video Guide, which is crazy. Crazy. I, I have read it. You know, like, uh, I don't know what to say. So we, we, the movie kicks off, like, in the 60s. Like, we watched the movie Head twice. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
And it does this, it does exactly what Outer Preminger is doing now. It has a television set and someone's clicking the channel and we're just watching commercials and sex and just. So they have a remote in 68. Yeah, it was changed everything. You don't have to get up and change the channel. No, why didn't the director make the choice to make it snowy with vertical hold, horizontal hold? Oh, yeah, well, here we go. Here we go. I think it's because it's he has a color scheme. The guy's a bit of a professional. I mean, he's a real director. Yeah. This is this is something in bad movies I always call out. It's where you only like the bad film from a distinguished director. Look at that cola. Those days are fine. <laughs> Oh, and then there's war and the juxtaposition. Oh, now dogs and kids are smoking cigarettes over <laughs> booze. That's right. <laughs> I, listen, I, I just get full disclosure. I do recall seeing this film, and I think it's a good film, actually. Look, oh, Carl, we had that conversation uh, right mm -hmm. after our last show where we're like, yeah, I don't remember this movie. I, oh, is this the film with Jackie Gleason in it? Yeah. <laughs> oh, but I don't remember it. Is this the one where he goes to jail and take acid? Yeah. Oh, I think I remember this movie. Is this the one where Groucho Marx plays God? Uh, right. Yes. Yeah. And he has a boat. Yes. We've seen this movie. So that's kind of why we're taking a little break uh, research-wise. I'm not trying to Welsh on you, Carl. Well, but, uh, one of the great things about this film is we're still seeing Jackie Gleason in his prime. Jackie Gleason was still, you know, he was just about to turn. Are you sure 68? Oh, look, they got matching. She's got her own box for the remote. Oh, wow. That's cool. That's a status symbol. This <laughs> house, by the way, the remote. They didn't spend the budget on this house, right? Like, is this like, I don't know. I'm, I'm sorry. It's well Tony lit. Ben's car wash, dude. This is all he can afford. He's a car wash, dude? Yeah. yeah. He got out of the mob like 17 years ago. So he's like John Wick, right? He was in the mob. And he fell in love with, you know how uh, John Wick fell in love with that dead woman? Jackie Gleason fell along with Carol Channing, right? So it's the same, same premise, I guess. And, uh, and uh, I said, bury, I, I said, bury that joke. Uh, but, <laughs> well, yeah, but he, they allow Jackie Gleason to get out of the criminal world and live a ho-hum suburban life. Now, listen, he was a big deal in the 50s, and he yes. was great, and he's been in great movies, and you're seeing him and you're laughing. In this movie, it's 68, right? So how many years have passed? 10, maybe, or 12? Right, yeah, absolutely. But what I'm saying is, we're still, okay, you and I saw Billions, remember Which, Billions? Yeah, 1980. He, he was doing Jackie Gleason, but he was walking through that role. You know what I mean? Like, we didn't see any comedic, you know. I agree. But here, we still have Jackie Gleason at the end of his prime, but in his prime. He's funny in this movie. Hey, Mr. Hippie Guy, how do you answer that? Uh, how classic is that when he meets the daughter? He goes, hey, wait a minute. No, daughter of mine is going to date a yeah. hippie. <laughs> you can't write like Oh, you can't write like that. Yeah, and I mean, I he love this film because one of the famous actors, you know, the cast in here, the, one of the famous actors is not Bud Court. Oh, your actor friend who looks like Bud Court, but oh, he's no, actually. No, no, it's not. No, it's not Danny Goldman. Danny Goldman. Oh, well, right there is uh, yeah. Top Cat. Top Cat sitting on the couch edge. That guy sitting on the couch edge, that's yeah. not Bud Court. That's Arnold Stang. 
<laughs> well aged Arnold <laughs> not to me well no he had a different look like I guess Mad 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 World was 63 mm. so maybe it's a six year difference or five year difference look at the lighting of this place god overproduced and but it's for for what look how gaudy this fucking place is I can't well, get it well, it's gaudy in your like 2021 mind but oh well, no one could afford a place like that you could walk you could be living in montclair and walk into a house that was decorated that way and right sure look that, at that, that appliance how it's a swimming pool blue yeah i know i get you i know and also i love the food it's just like four links of sausage and then he, <laughs> when he burns it it's like uh like i take cooking lessons from from movies do you ever do that like you watch a movie and you go oh that's how you jackie gleason cooks a sausage that's how i'm gonna cook it <laughs> that's interesting no i never saw like somebody make something in a movie and go oh i'm gonna try that really yeah. i do that all the time all the time okay okay i gotta think of an example but yeah no i'm very gullible i'm very influential if uh there was oh, one I'm gullible and influenceable too. I mean, that's why are I you? the commercials when I watch football. <laughs> I just watch the commercials. I don't. I'm not really watching the football. Well, that's the Super Bowl, but no. Listen, I, I I learned the hard way. You know, I when I started watching football, I mean, we switched to FiOS. I bought the uh -huh. Ford F one fifty. No, I mute the commercials. Oh, and then you stop buying things. Right. You see, that's yeah. the thing. I mean, yeah, look, I, I got the Gerber Life program for the kids. I mute. I mute. Oh, the Gerber Life program. Yeah. Well, the worst of the. Look how not Bud, Cord, not Bud Cord in there. Arnold Stang Top Cat. Top Cat. Look at this little. His, this is a ho hum Montclair house with a secret compartment where he keeps his gangster stuff. Well, it's like John Wick. John Wick has it. John Wick. Yeah, he took a pick and he cracked the concrete floor and music, somber music played, and then he cleared out the... See, look, he burnt it already. Mm-hmm. <sighs> what a sausage fest. <laughs> but the thing is, you don't walk out on cooking. Right, yeah, that's but right. Well, that taught me. We learned something. But you see, there was an emergency and they had to get the guns. You make sense why they did it. Do you think like the, all these years he's been retired, any like noise, he goes, grabs a gun and goes outside? Yeah. This is the Born worst hippie. The plot. Yeah. This hippie, man, like, <sighs> you ever want to punch a hippie? <laughs> this guy's not going to convince you otherwise. And it's so like fake hippie. Like we, oh, have, we, so fake hippie. everything's yeah. so fake. Don't we have a thing like about, nightclubs and sock hops and uh yeah. diners and movies that when yeah. you watch them especially of their time period it's all fake like when you see like a 40s movie where they have a band playing at a dinner club well, and that's i see i'm suspicious i don't know i just we don't know, know. we weren't around that at a time right but in the 1980s you see these movies and they're in a disco right? A dance club. <clears throat> and, and, and like there would be the smoke machines and the beanbag chairs. Right. Yeah. It's yeah, not yeah. a real place. There is no real, you have to be on the list. Look at it. Knocks him in the head. <laughs> Daddy. Yeah. Daddy. He was like, oh, he's bleeding. And look how he fell with his feet on the, up there. You know, Suze, um, Sally Struthers was going to play the daughter and um archie bunker what's his name carol channing was gonna play jackie gleason's part 
But this is years before their sitcom, All in the oh, Family. All right, you caught me. I'm lying. <laughs> oh, you are? Yeah. Oh, that's right. I'm assuming we did research. We didn't do research. We're watching. Daddy knocked my boyfriend. I'm right. not going to have no hippie in my house. Carol Channing's outfit is great right now. I know. This is what I'm saying. Like, they're not fucking suburban. Like, they still have that gangster flair to them. Yeah, he's got Mr. Rogers' uh, sweater on. <laughs> Mr. Rogers doesn't want it back. He's like, you can keep it, Jackie. Holy cow, it's Frankie Avalon showing up on a boat with the Joker. So there's Cesar Romero, which, uh, you know, Otto Preminger was also a Batman villain. Uh-huh, that's interesting. The director played Mr. Freeze. Do you remember Mr. Freeze? I, I, I... I don't, the answer is yes. Like I know the name yeah, and you know I know I watched him, but I can't think of him in my head. Well, oh, so we know Cesar Romero. The and the Joker. Yeah. So we, though, Cesar Romero just went in the car as a Joker. Mm-hmm. Hey, man, violence is just the language of the illiterate. Right, right. Yeah. This movie. How do I know this America. shit? America, answer the question, hippie. What kind of question? A man comes into my house. Yeah, he does have the piss and vinegar that we like about Jackie Gleason in this movie. Yeah, and then it just kind of not phoning it in. Like, look how he's acting right now, right? Yeah, he's, yeah. he's got his his swagger. When you saw him in Mr. Billions, like he was in the room, but he was he was in the stiff. room. Yeah, he, yeah. He's just saying his lines. Hey, Cesar Romero, Frankie <laughs> Avalon. <laughs> Holy cow! The Joker. With his mustache. Yeah, I remember the Joker would have makeup over his mustache. Over, yeah. The makeup yeah. would be on the he, mustache. He, he would refuse to shave his mustache. hmm I love that. That's a classic mustache, too. Now, think about if we had this Jackie Gleason in Mr. Billions. I'm serious. Oh, be, no, I'm serious now. I think it would be a good movie. Well, okay, so so so... During the 60s, right, he has these jazz albums. He's probably doing tours and stuff like that. He has his shtick. And he, this is where he comes. But we know him kind of from the 70s and 80s where there's Smokey and the Bandit. And then 80s was nothing but nothing in common with Tom Hanks. That was his last film. Yeah. And then that's a good example. I, I mean, that was a good film. He wasn't exactly walking through it, but it wasn't the Jackie Gleason you know. Now, no, look, it, it, it was kind of, he kind of played off the Jackie Gleason. Like he was the archetype of Jackie Gleason in that movie. Yeah, right? I guess. Yeah, like when he was out at the club, uh, uh, you know, and dan- um, rocking out to that Dixieland music. And But listen, I got to tell you, uh, in Mr. Billions, like remember in the beginning when, oh, no, I, I really should say just for the record that in Smokey and the Bandit, like that was a great reprise. That got he really did a he was fully into it in that movie. Energetic, he was yeah. at the top of his game in that movie, even though he had lost it. So you know what's going on. He's learning that this guy who was one of his best friends in the past is going state's evidence and he's gotta kill him. And he's in like, jail. I'm retired. He's putting out his markers, what you're saying, like in John Wick and John Wick too. John Wick did the deed. And then this asshole ran over and said, Hey, you're back, John Wick. You owe me. 
you owe me big. Kill my sister. Get me on the table. <laughs> I didn't see the John Wick films. I saw the beginning of the first one, so I don't know what you're referring to. But you haven't seen all three over and over again, like I did during the pandemic. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> it, I look. I know I'm wrong. I know it's my loss. I know it was a mistake. Uh, you know, but the pandemic's over. We're fine. Hey, speaking of the pandemic over, what time do you have on the movie? <laughs> okay. Uh. 1350, 1351, two, three, four, five. 1357. Okay, perfect. I already unpaused. It's too late. They're driving off. And this fucking pseudo hippie, look at the fucking car he has. Right? Yeah. It's the 1960s and he's driving around in a jalopy that probably uh, Patty Arbuckle drove to New to San Francisco. I mean, like, that's a fancy fucking car. Yeah. If, your par- if your parents have a trust fund, you don't have to fucking advertise. You know, it could be <laughs> about it. Well, he did say that. Remember, Gleason said to him, um, if you're such a love and no money person, why are you driving that? You know, why aren't you driving a Ford? Do you remember? Uh, yeah, the old American Ford. Look at that. Ooh, there it is, Carol Channing's legs. Yep. Is that she's something cr- good? Yeah, yeah. I mean, she's great in this movie. She is great in this movie as a comedic actress. I don't know that. Well, this the song is like it doesn't help her much, but it's uh, <laughs> you know this this movie really needs a, a delicate balance. Here he is, Tony Banks, car wash. <laughs> hey, fellas, hey guys, we'll be back with David Crockett after this. Hey, Tony Listen, Banks, Tony Banks, car wash. Yeah, leave Mama your Rupert. lights on because it's a movie. Leave your lights on. <laughs> hey, he owns this place. This is creepy, right? This is surreal. Cars being washed. And as he gets closer, look at the auto premature with this fucking direction. Nice mm-hmm. camera, how it went behind. And also has a, hey, I have an ad coming Wait, up. Wait, that's not, not Bud Court, right? Yeah, that's not, not Bud Court. Oh, that sucks. You know, I have an ad right now. I'm, I'm just killing it. Just keep watching it. Just keep watching it. Nothing Listen, I can do. Um, about it. That might happen. If you're watching at home, just skip an ad as quickly as possible, and yeah, well, ads at the same time, I guess. Well, we we should uh, first off, oh, I see, I'm I'm pressing the wrong button. Okay, there we go. Uh, I'm at sixteen. Okay, okay, I'm twenty seven. Like, okay, I'm like twenty five seconds ahead of you. Okay, I'm at thirty now. Yeah, I'm 35. So there's hippies oh, on the you street. You are. You are. Say yeah. it again. What are you at now? 1641. Okay, then we're fine. I'm two right. steps ahead of you. Okay. So now we got the love bus, right? And they're painting peace. Yeah. They know how to spell peace, right? Look at this. It's love your sex or put your sex. I think it has a rapey vibe, don't you think? This free uh-huh. love kind of creepiness where they're fucking on the mattress. In 1968, no. In 1970-something, like 74, yes. What about like this? All the creeps were into it. No, but, I okay, 
this will become creepy because everybody, everybody will start doing it. But when it was these exclusive people in like 67, 68, summer of love, 69, right? When it was, that's when it started like in 69 and 70, it became pop culture. And if you were a young person, you're like, okay, I'm going to grow my hair long. You know, the Beatles did it. It became everyone was dressing hippie. That's when free love turned into like you said rapey that's a little strong but yeah but creepy like creepy well that so that bus scene we just saw obviously it's a set i've never been in a bus that big and it has like two naked women we saw some titties we should acknowledge recognize and then uh, painted yeah not the nipples recognize and then uh but also there was like girls like children lady girls they're like, and it's like, oh yeah, this is what we do. Strangers come on, they take their clothes off, and we paint them. Yeah, where's like the it's cre- kid? And, I don't see the kid. There was a kid. Oh look, there's a baby. There's a baby. Oh yeah, that's right. It's the world's biggest. There bus. is a kid though. All right, I guess that's that's bad parenting. There is bad parenting. Wow. So I guess it's their titties up, but what about our, so our actor, our actress, Jackie's daughter, she's wearing a bra. Yeah, she wears bra and panties and they get painted. God, can you imagine being in that bus? When's the dead, this is like hanging out in the parking lot. See, don't you see the kid? She's no. like bored as shit. She's behind the hippie dude, behind Anthony. Well, uh, I believe you. I definitely believe you. Listen, I think that, um, this is a real bus. I think they probably cut the back off and they're, filming, uh, you know, elevated. Cheese uh, it. Cheese it. <laughs> Stick that up your ass. Oh, you got busted with a joint and a joint clip. How tacky. <laughs> what do you rest me for, officer? Using a roach clip, you amateur. one of the ways this doesn't work for 2021 is when they were coming up they were singing that song one little two little three little yeah you can't sing that song right well you know look at this hippie yeah that looks like skeeter now look yeah that looks like skeeter that's the skeeter we know and love that's the skeeter we don't love yeah (laughs) right living by the train tracks in that cool ass house with all the firewood listen you know this is nothing about anything but yeah that was a cool ass house yeah they would yeah. go up uh he lived on the second floor so you had oh. to go up the lofty well, thing. A fire escape but it was that long now don't you i do love the fact that the governor ronald reagan is on the wall sure it's uh yeah, you're right. He's governor of California at this point. Yeah. Right. I like that poster. I, I I wish I had that poster. You know, make make America beautiful. Get a haircut. Yeah, but that guy's haircut is terrible. <laughs> yeah, that's their point. Like, haircut, like... <laughs> oh, it's parody. Now, Otto Preminger, the director, I know him from Batman. I know him from two Billy Wilder movies where he acted in Sunset Boulevard. He was the butler. And in Stalag 17, he played like a German soldier. Uh-huh. You know, Hogan's Heroes is based on that movie. Right. Stalag 17. Right. So he was kind of like a Hogan. Right, right. Colonel Clink. Colonel Clink guy. But not Colonel Clink. But um, Carol Channing is noticing, is that my daughter? You know? <laughs> Don't you know your own daughter? 
Well, I would try to black it out and be like, that can't be my kid. I must be hallucinating. Ooh, are those beanies? No, those are birth control pills. What? They come in that color? Oh, man, that's mine. Let me light it up. Well, it's a movie prop, you know? Yeah. And he goes, look, see, it's not pot. They're smelling it. It's like cranberry or something. Wait, you got to slow down. I don't, it's like cranberry what? Weed? Uh, no, like Green? incense. Incense. Ew. That's what he's claiming. Well, he's bullshitting them. That looks like Jack Herner to me. That looks like some Kush OG to me. <laughs> so now they're getting don't look at that. Oh. Ronald Reagan. It's a movie. You know, that's one thing about this movie is that like it's not normal parents who have like a hippie boyfriend, you know, in law. It's they're movie gangsters. You know, they're weird, like they're all from movies. They're not like yeah. real people. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Now they're all get, they have to run out of town, and so the daughter's going to go with them. So Carol Channing, Channing if says, "You're all going to have to come to my house if it's the only way to get your my daughter home." Yeah, well, that's a great idea. <laughs> where, so where do you live, ma'am? Uh, Sesame Street. Nellie goes, "That's great. We won't be hassled by the cops." And then she's like, "Yeah, but you'll be hassled by Ralph." <laughs> Hardy, har, har, Carol. <laughs> one of these days carol so she's like the bad mom who's like hey kids you can have a party at my house she's ma she's uh, olivia spencer you ever see that movie that's pretty creepy uh, i didn't should i see it i didn't see it olivia yeah spencer. yeah it's uh they oh well let me just preface it it's the same creative team that did the help with Olivia Spencer, is the same director. He's an actor who appears in it. Oh, look, San Francisco. This is oh. where men, where the men's bathrooms are men's bathrooms. Wait, we went to San Francisco. Is this place? Wait a minute. Yeah, oh, that's there... why I was saying in the trailer, I bet you that's Alcatraz. Yeah, this must be Alcatrazy. Now, wasn't the, uh, there was like a Native American advocacy group that took over Alcatraz in the 60s and right. the 70s for they several years. Yeah. yeah. For years? Yes. Wow, they can get away with that? Mike, let's go to Alcatraz and just fucking own it. What, that tourist trap? Look at the bathrooms. Yeah. There's no stores in the stalls. Well, I think it might be they're going to jail. They don't kind of don't care. Oh, with it, but here's one pick. Quick pit stop at Pier 17. Pier 17. Quick pit stop before prison. <laughs> now, Ralph is off to find his old buddy and kill him because that's what the mob uh, is doing. And they killed his friend. And Ooh, that's like, oh, what was that Vince Vaughn movie, Cell Block 99? That's a crazy fucking film. He uh, ultimately, he gets himself on the wrong side of bad guys and he has to go in the most horrifying prison in the world to kill a prisoner. Uh-huh, cell block 99. Oh, yeah. here he is. This is not Bud Court. Here he is. Austin Pendleton. Uh, stick your dick in the hole, sir. sir and there's you're not Jaws. Oh, yeah, it is Jaws. Wearing a MAGA hat. And an Alcatraz and an Auschwitz outfit. Richard Keel, that's it. Richard Keel is Jaws. Yeah. Wow, my no tattoos. Look at that, not Bud Court. My goodness. Now, but Austin, wow, look at him now. Austin Pendleton is not your not Bud Court. It's another guy. Yeah, I know. 
He's also not Danny Goldman. Well, he has like when he get aged, you know, yeah, people will probably recognize him from the Muppet movie or uh, mm-hmm. uh, he was in Rust Never Sleeps. I remember that the Wall Street uh, sequel. He's like, are you sure, Charlie? I'm giving you all my money. Uh, <laughs> and then, oh, my favorite Christmas movie is Christmas with the Cranks with Tim Allen and Jamie Lee Curtis. That's your favorite? Chris, yeah. They were oh, yeah. To run off to the, uh, what, but the, the town. Yeah, but the, his neighborhood won't let him. They're right. Like, no, you got to do Christmas. And he goes, Dan, Danny, uh, Dan, what's his, Aykroyd. Dan Aykroyd was like, where's yeah. Frosty? Listen, Dan Aykroyd and Jamie Lee Curtis was in Trading Places. Yeah. And then they do Christmas with the Cranks. And there's a scene where Jamie Lee Curtis is wearing a bra. And you just go, oh, gee, well, you know, maybe. They're calling uh, it, they're think, they think they're being cute and calling No, I, I just said, oh, gosh, I remember when I was 13 and I saw, you know, Jamie Lee oh, Curtis. Topless in, yeah. yeah, she was topless in Trading Places. Right. A lot of things you can't do in Trading Places. I don't think they would allow, like, a, well, yeah, you could like sodomize a guy, I guess, in 2021. <laughs> <laughs> Look at this. Yeah. So he gets what? He's just like back in the charm. Now look at this like Hamburglar. Like I bet you in 68 people in their mind had this vision that when you're in prison. <laughs> burglars, yeah, yeah. Those stri- they, I don't want to call them stripes because they don't strike well, vertical. It, it makes me hard to watch. I mean, because it, it reminds me of the Holocaust. It reminds, even Life is Beautiful had the same kind of prison outfits. You know what I mean? Like, uh-huh. all that's missing is a star. So it's a little awkward for me. It's awkward for me. Uh, it, but, but they're totally yeah. not in the Holocaust. Uh, no, I know. I have to remind myself this movie is, uh, has nothing to do with anything. So And then I go, okay. So, but, but anyway, Austin Pennington in Christmas of the Cranks, he's the Santa Claus. Right? Uh-huh. You know, in the beginning, like he's got to find an umbrella and there's Santa and he's like, ah, oh, fuck you, Santa. And then an awning, all this ice lands on Tim Allen and he's like, damn you. And Santa's <laughs> laughing. And then he does a good deed at the end, Tim Allen. And Austin shows up and not only is he the real Santa, he's the real Santa. He rides off in a sled at the end of the movie. In Christmas with in the uh, yeah. I guess I don't remember the ending. You don't remember Santa Claus uh, existing and flying off during the end credits? I uh, not. Maybe I need to watch it again, but I might regret it. I remember he goes down to the Tiffany <laughs> bed. I remember yeah, right, he gets Botox. There there's was a, a priest. There's a great scene in that movie where they're at the mall, and it's like Joe Roth directed it, who's like more of a movie exec. But there's a scene where they they're supposed to be mid, in mid chat, and then the scene starts. So you can really see Tim Allen just coming out of the blue, and he's like, I forgot what he said, but it was like the only funny moment where he actually sounded like a person, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's Christmas with the Cranks. I recommend it. So Austin Pendleton plays the magic Santa, this guy in the top bunk. Uh-huh. He's he, not not Danny Goldman plays. Yeah, not Danny thing. Goldman. But he, he has more of a face of like when he gets older, he has kind of like a squishy, like lovable oh, face. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so whereas Bud Cord, I guess he has a squishable, lovable face. What a party. Definitely. I don't know. Don't you you don't see why I'm saying it like she's washing hippies' hairs? Ma, are you washing hippie hair? <laughs> She's not a bad mom, like you said. No, but there was a woman in the Bay Area who got busted for like 
throwing parties for for uh her kids friends yeah it was drinking and then she would like initiate sex uh things you know wow you know um she's a party mom mom is in the eyes of the beholder (laughs) i mean at 55 that's reprehensible at at like 14 hey you're yeah oh cool that's why that's why you should check out the movie ma ma she got really fucked over in high school. Actually, it's based on a movie we saw. Remember National Lampoon's Class Reunion? Yes. So that was written by John Hughes. And they go to a reunion, and this guy they made jerk off, who made her, his sister jerk her off because they both, they did a prank on him, a sexual prank on him. Uh-huh. He gets scarred and he gets, seeks revenge. And in Ma, there's something not as like, you know, broadly comedic as National Lampoon, but the the kids had tricked her in some kind of sex prank uh-huh. and it scarred her and now she's a psycho. And wow. there's one, one moment when Juliette Lewis is there as a mom and the kid is watching a John Hughes double feature. So they mentioned John Hughes's name and it has to be because they stole the plot to his old movie. That sounds like homage. Oh, of course, Amaz. You're just nodding like, yeah, we know this movie, this ridiculous movie that had a similar thing. We're going to acknowledge it. You know, I mean, only a person like myself who's seen both movies will be like, wait a minute. Yeah, exactly. Look at this. Look at Frankie. Well, yeah, Frankie Avalon is like the son or cousin of the mob guy, and now he's become a mob guy, and he's like all full of himself, and we'll see that comedic, uh, I know you know. Yeah. Where's my father? Well, was Frankie like deep into this at this point? Oh, right. Like he went to jail and they're not telling her. So when the Joker went over to tell him, you got to go kill this guy, Frankie Avalon was along. And that's when we learned this is your little cousin. It was my, you know. Oh, yeah, right. Ready, Freddy. Frozen foods. There you go. This looks better than what I had for dinner. Oh, yeah. Ready Freddy is a good company. I don't care if the food's frozen. I just want to make sure it's cooked. There you go, Jackie. <laughs> Howdy ha. Howdy ha. Now oh. here's the Riddler. Yay, Frank Corshin. Holy snap. We have all sarcastic. So the, that was 66. So he must have like, this is a lot of stunt casting in this movie. Uh-huh. Yeah, he, he was the Riddler. This director, like he made uh, a lot of famous films, you know, like the one I remember is Bunny Lake is Missing, which is like a detective yarn. Or, I don't even remember. It was a weird movie, but he made Did these <sighs> No, but if okay. it's on TCM, watch it. Like, cause I, I haven't seen it. I've watched the oh. Saul. The intro is one of those cool 60s Saul Boss uh, animated, like, and uh, I never got past that every time I watched it. So I don't, you know, but this, I've seen Skidoo dozens of times. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's like, I don't, I don't, I understand he wasn't a good person to work with. Like he was kind of a, a asshole, but. You know, I, he was a good enough director that I should at least see his other films. Instead of just saying, yeah, I saw Skidoo a hundred times. <laughs> you know, uh, Jaws is, looks pretty young here, and it's definitely before Moonraker and uh, the other yeah. one. What was it? The Spy Who Loved Me? No. 
He was in the Spies Love Me first, right? And then he yeah. showed up as the main and guy. And then Moonraker, because he was getting called back. He fell in love with the, the I was little, about to say girl. that. Yeah. She had braces too, and they both smile. Creepy. <laughs> I got an ad. I got an ad. It ends in five, four, three, two, one. God. Uh, oh, no, I got another ad. Another ad. Yeah. Wait, Carl, do I have Medicare? Let me check. All right. <laughs> Uh, I'm at uh, 3313. Just let me know where I should be. Okay, 3330. Okay, great. Perfect. Get on there. I'm there. Look at that, San Francisco. God, what a great view. I know I'm a little slow. (laughs) So, like, Frankie's impressed with himself using his modern electronics that we probably think look big and clunky. I think this is a pretty cool San Francisco pad. Not since Dudley Moore had that place in uh, Foul Play. Uh Uh-huh. Foul play. Was that the one where he was the conductor? No, that takes place in Manhattan. No, this one, you know, we had discussed about this movie and it it frustrates me. And I can imagine our listeners get frustrated when we're like, who was that guy? He was overweight <laughs> in, that, in that Burt Reynolds movie. Uh, well, he, I didn't do full research this time. I didn't do any research this time. So I was there the research. What's there the research? Otto Preminger made a hippie movie comedy and it's awful. Yeah. Like, I don't even know, like, I had misgivings. The fact that it's on YouTube is the reason why we're watching this, because yeah. it's we want to celebrate it. But it's like Donald Trump. You can't make fun of a parody, you know? This movie is already bizarre as it is. <laughs> what am I going to add to it? Nothing. So he was expecting this sexy redhead to show up, and instead it's Carol Channing going, where's my husband? Where is my husband? He's I, I know is he trying to. Is he trying to Mac on her? No. No. But Carol Channing is, he's, she's getting kicked out. So Carol Channing is being cunning and brilliant and flipping it going, what a great place you have here. And it touches his ego, you know, oh, all these electronics. <laughs> now she starts dancing. And I know. Like, I love her. Minute, sister. I met her. I didn't meet her. I was at a show where her and Mort Saul were there. Uh-huh. The late Mort Saul. So you got an eyeful of her. Yeah, well, they had done like a, it was in San Francisco and there was like a public, uh, uh, com- you know, like one of those in conversations with, and they had one with Carol Channing and then they had one with Marcel and uh-huh. they did, they did it twice in one day. And I was there for the second show for Marcel and the, the moderator says, you know, Carol Channing was here and she runs on stage. She's like, hi, hi, hi. Oh, that's right great. Up. Listen, that if was, you yeah. don't like her, just change the Channing. <laughs> that's what i keep telling people you don't have to watch you can watch what? a different channing yeah. <laughs> yeah right stop complaining well you know do you think auto picture because of same bad time same bad channing <laughs> right that's a bit of a stretch that's a good one no there's so many batman there's the riddler there's the joker riddler. there's joker yeah the holy trinity Bat channing it's directed by mr freeze yeah same bat channing <laughs> <laughs> Jackie Gleason never got to be on that show. Was Frankie Avalon a, a villain? I don't think so. Uh, you know, it, it, he would have been a great choice for a villain uh, on Bad. Uh, you know, we we watched a bunch of we watched the beach the surf movie that they skied, right? That bizarre ski movie. God, look at Carol. She's sad. Well, Are you trying the to seduce me? Has rung, right? And so. Uh, 
he he's like, you got to leave. My redhead is here. She goes, when she 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 sees me, she'll leave. He was she's trying to be cunning and it was working. But then he won up her. Yeah, weird. So she's suffocating in the sub basement, in the crawl space. <laughs> yeah. Buried alive. Buried. Ryan Reynolds is buried. Oh, I have so much paperwork. I thought I could leave the office if I buried. <laughs> that would be my, my horror movie. What do you mean I got another email? <laughs> what if that movie, was it Jeff Bridges and he played a serial killer and it, there was infinity in it and his daughter and oh, there was a guy who was writing a book about his missing girlfriend and the new girlfriend would have none of it. I, I'm going to have to dig Jeff Bridges, you say, eh? Did I, he have a beard or is he clean-shaven Jeff Bridges? He was clean-shaven, but he was like weirdo. He walked slanted and he was like, almost like he had a, had a stroke. Was he like kooky weirdo or was he serious no, weirdo? No, he was serious weirdo. Yeah, he does. Now, he does. He, he, so the daughter comes in and is like, where's my father? And he's kicking her out and she's doing exactly what Carol Channing did. And now he's really sending the redhead packing. Yeah, look at her. Oh, look at that San Francisco fucking... So, wow, wait a minute. So, they must live in the Bay Area. This, I thought this was a Los Angeles movie. I mean, oh, uh, no, so, I, uh, I think I think it's definitely the Bay Area. I yeah, don't know. Look at that view. Is, but, look at the bridge. Well, see, there's the. Yeah, there's the Golden Gate, the. Oh, yeah. It's not the Bay Bridge. Remember our tribute to the Bay Bridge? <laughs> right. I love that. We, uh, we were on the uh, Golden, Golden Gate, Gate Bridge. bridge. Talking up the Bay Bridge, showing footage of it to the left. Right. Yeah, we moved the camera for stuff showing the uh, iconic uh, International Orange Bridge. We moved we the camera about to the right. How it was constructed and what you know pirates think and how the Golden Gate Bridge looks all rusty. He's trying to. He's Matt Lowering her. Locks the door. Puts presses the button and closes the curtains. <laughs> it's all your fault. See, yeah, the. Uh, that that uh, potential young woman movie, it's all it flips this on the head. She'll be like, she'll suddenly not get so she'll get sober and she'll be like, What are you doing, Frankie? <laughs> That's right. I thought you were unconscious. Like Carol Channing. Yeah, mom. Awkward. Buried alive. I was, Mama. I was, hello. <laughs> oh my god, Jesus Christ. I'm so embarrassed. Look at my wig. Look at my bra. Change. Oh, there we go. Yeah, see? Oh, my cleavage is showing. I'll hide it with a pillow. <laughs> Look what at her face, She's like, don't you know I'm acting? I know. Yes, he's the only one acting in this movie. I love the Mobius he has, or the mobile, whatever the fuck. Is it? Mo yeah, the remote. Uh, it's the Mobius, right? Click, 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 click. What? He got it messed up. Oh, the tree. Oh, right.